everybody. Welcome to this episode of the SMP Paranormal Show. I am Dan Horrid, your host of the Southern Michigan Paranormals right here in uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Joining me is my co-host, Jen G. Jen hey, is also Hey, Jen is also a, a, an investigator with SMP. She's out of in and out of state uh, as we as we are working on things, but uh, she'll be out with us here this this summer. We're gonna, we got some things scheduled, and uh, my guest joining me is longtime friend and paranormal investigator, also a a podcast uh, host in his own right of the Firelands, which you will find the page over at the Michigan Sixty Nine Podcast Network, yeah. the Firelands Podcast. I've got to get your new one up here. Uh, Jason Snyder, longtime paranormal investigator and friend, thanks for being with me. How you doing, brother? You know, I miss you much up there, man. I, I, I miss you, too. I, I, I Quite a few Indiana peeps, but uh, I know you and I talked here recently. Uh, we lost a, a, a brother in the paranormal, Jason Sullivan, uh, so we'll give him a mention here. Jason was, uh, you know, one of these names uh, uh, in the paranormal that was around for a long time. It, dis, despite the, the difference in age, uh, you and, and uh, him and a, a select few others who I won't name everybody, uh, you guys are in my circle of love there out of the Indiana uh, crowd. And you guys had been doing a lot of great paranormal work for years when I met you and came across you in, in uh, so many different ways. We met at Fort right. Wayne. Uh, you and I, Jason, uh, met, met in Fort Wayne at the uh, Masonic Temple at an event. And uh, then I met uh, Mr. Sullivan there, uh, finally, uh, at one of the Hannah House events. And I know that you're still in tune with the Hannah House thing. But, yeah, a lot, a lot of love, man. A lot of time. We haven't seen each yeah. other for at least a couple of years, at least. Man. And, I, and I'll tell you what, losing Jason was, uh, I mean, he's a one-of-a-kind dude. And, um, you know, you lose a lot of people throughout your time, especially here in the last year or two. Um, things have yeah. been really tough for a lot of individuals. But, uh, you know, losing Jason really hurt. You know, because he always kind of had that <clears throat> that um, that larger than life personality about him. You know, I mean, nothing was going to stop this guy. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, it, it came way before it should have. I mean, way too soon as a young guy um, yeah. was behind yeah. a beautiful, wonderful wife. Um, a really, really great business. Um, I mean, he left an indelible mark on uh, the paranormal. Um, you know, in so many ways that only so many of us will really honestly respect. Um, you know, oh, you, yeah, we, we can only we can only try to get in as much as he did. Um, and you know, he'd retired for a short time there, and he was actually scheduled to come back and uh, be with us here on this network. So uh, again, wow. sorely missed. But uh, you know, as I told you, you know, you you and and about two or three other people are in that very close circle of friends of mine, and and. There are reasons for that. Uh, we may talk about that a little bit on the program, why we keep a lot of people close to us, and there's a lot that we keep at arm length. But uh, yes, you you have been you've been investigating the paranormal for 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 quite a long time as well. You were one of these people that um, when I got to work with you, you were doing some things that I, I found pretty fascinating. I know that the uh, when when you folks were doing the, you know the whole weather the continuity with weather conditions and, and other things that were going on in tune with your paranormal investigating that blew me away because I had been already been talking to people up here in Michigan. Like, why are no other, other groups not doing that? Uh, I, I was pretty jealous of the setup you had. And, um, and, and some of the adventures led to some really great times and some, some spooky places. And, uh, but let's, let's go back to the beginning. We've got a lot of new viewers uh, who don't know who you are. How, 
tell them how you got involved in the paranormal and, and where it kind of took off from there. Um, well, you know what, like a lot of people, it was, uh, it was an experience when I was a child. Um, my mom, um, her side of the family was, uh, they were always believers. They were Catholics, Italian Catholics. And, um, you know, so we spoke about the paranormal, um, on an average. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was table talk for us. Um, so the whole thing about it was, is that my grandmother who had spent her last few months with us um, in, in our house, she was dying of brain cancer. And so her last couple months that she was alive, she literally spent um, with us uh, in our house. And, um, you know, I wasn't even in school at that point in time. I believe I was uh, younger than, I was younger than kindergarten. Um, so I spent a lot of my long days laying about, you know, keeping her company um, and this, that, or the other. Well, she succumbs to brain cancer, not in the house, but at the hospital. And um, immediately, as soon as she passed away, strange things starts happening around around our house. You know, things that can't be explained. Um, you know, um, it was, there were, you know, a door would open and a door would close. Like my parents were late night people. So they would sit up after the, you know, after us kids went to bed and, you know, the way that the, the house was set up, you're looking at the TV, you could look to the left of the TV and look straight down the hallway and see all the bedrooms. So things would happen, like, you know, bedroom doors would open and then close. And then, um, you know, th another door would open and then close as if somebody was walking through checking on us kids that were, um, you know, that were sleeping or whatever. And then once right. in a great while, it was something as subtle as just seeing something out of the corner of their eye, um, all the way to as extreme as um, a window opening and closing at like one o'clock in the afternoon, unexplainably. Um, and my father, I mean, he was a hardcore skeptic. He didn't believe in this stuff. I mean, he literally took eight penny nails and nailed the window shut and still denied that there was anything going on in the house. I mean, that's just my father for you, right? right. I mean, hardcore skeptics, he just, I often think that they work harder to come up with reasons why things aren't hauntings than they, you know, than they would work to just realize that there are things out there that exist beyond our comprehension. So, um, you know, the activity, the activity happened for about two years, uh, maybe three years, but then it just abruptly quit. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, my mom always believed that my grandmother had an attachment to me. I think it was more of my father. I think she wanted to let my father know that, um, you know, things were going to be okay. Um, you know, but for whatever reason, um, you know, one night I woke up in the middle of the night and was going to the restroom and she was literally standing right where the break of the hallway goes into the living room. Oh, boy. Um, and, yeah, it frightened me. But Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, right. And, you know, I mean, so, I mean, a after feeling like I can finally get over this and move forward past this point, you know, I started to really take in this this interest for what it was that I saw, these stories that my mother would tell of, of places that she lived in that was haunted and other family members. And as I got older, I really, I you know, it never really even came into fruition during any of our table talk. But as, as I got older, I realized that my aunts actually possessed um, a gift amongst them and between them when they were able to detect if somebody in the family was ill or ailing. I mean, immediately when something had happened, um, they would all pick up on it. And I actually was able to witness that in my grandmother's kitchen when I was a teenager between my mom and my aunt. And 
and they started talking about we need to start making phone calls and find out you know how everybody's doing because i'm not feeling right and you know certainly enough my aunt bonnie wasn't doing well was just rushed to the emergency room so like i that literally intrigued me yeah so yeah. And, and and that story bears a lot of resemblance to many people uh you know with a grandparent passing away and uh things going on and 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 again a lot of us having things happen to us when we were at a very young age. Uh, you know my story. Uh, same thing. Uh, things were always going on around me. Uh, didn't per se, you know, have a grandparent pass away until many years later. But I was seeing family members that were there that shouldn't been there. And then when I would bring up the name, because I, I remember these 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 people telling me their name, my mom would just say, "How would you How would you know that that she died before you were born?" Right. Uh, think really weird things like that. So I'm just like you, you know, we, we, we grew up and then had this, this interest in this as we got older and older. And I never really jumped through the hoop till I got much older. Like, like you said, you did too, and got really, really interested and then went after it from there. Um, yeah. so there, yeah. again, I, I love hearing that because there, there seems to be so many similarities with, uh, much, many of us either being sensitive, having the gift or having those types of things happen around us that pushes in that direction, uh, you know, of the paranormal. Uh, so as you got a little older, I mean, did you ever feel that you had sensitivity due to the same gift that runs in the family or no, you no, didn't have that? No, I didn't, you know, and that wasn't anything that I ever really focused on either for the longest time. And, right. uh, you know, and so part of, part of, you know, my belief system was, you know, well, first of all, from, you know, from that point, you know, you grow up with unsolved mysteries on TV Monday through or every Tuesday of the week or whatever it was. And they always right. kind of showed these great ghost stories. I mean, Robert Stacking himself was a creepy dude, but just awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome host. Yeah. And um, maybe you can solve a mystery. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, so we had a book that was called Haunted, The Haunted Heartland series that was uh, laying around our house. And one of the ghost stories that was in there was actually about uh, the headless motorcyclist of the Elmore Bridge over in Ohio. Yeah. So, um, you know, so the very first time that I ever actually went on an adventure looking for a ghost, um, you had to be at that bridge in Elmore at midnight on the uh, first night of spring. And um, co-host T.J. Gilbert of the Firelands podcast with me, um, I think he was 14, I was 16. It was my first year illegally being able to drive, and that's the first thing we did is, is we went out on the first night of spring went to Elmore Bridge, and that was kind of like our first investigation. Um, if that, you know, that just tells I was 16, and I'm, I'm 30 or 44 now, going to be 44. So, I mean, the interest has been there almost my entire life, you know, um, and then, you know, as you mentioned earlier, we kind of took the, I kind of took the mechanical road, um, the, the trying to um, not really um, prove to skeptics that the existence of the paranormal was there, but um, actually just trying to quantify um, in a mechanical sense of what exactly is happening, um, you know, right here on our plane. Is it, is it this? Is it a hodgepodge? Is it a, is it a hole or a mix up between parallel universes? I mean, you can get into quantum physics all you want with it. But you see, for me, I think that I went so logical on the process that I really kind of closed a, a huge part of my brain out. And I, you know, I'm more spiritual now than I've ever been. Um, and now that I'm a little bit more open to things, 
um, you know, I, I experience things a little bit more often now than I did um, as a young investigator. Um, and that's because you work so hard to, you know, like you said, you, you work so hard to legitimize everything that you're doing, everything that you're experiencing. So I think, you know, you actually close out one huge part of your brain, which, you know, doesn't allow for those things to come through. And, um, you know, I mean, we, we tried so many different things, like you said, with the environment. I mean, we we sat around and we said, you know, the cliche thing we used to say is, is, you know, how or when do hauntings occur? And then we would always hear that phrase, well, whenever the conditions were right, you might right, be able right. to capture a residual haunting or a playback of something. So we would sit around and go, what conditions? What are, what are these conditions that everybody's talking about? So and, 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 and you you approached it in in the correct manner, you know. I when again when I I met you and I saw that that's how you were operating, I loved it. Uh, that's how we started out. Didn't didn't have the things going on that you did, you know, uh, equipment wise. Uh, but I had a lot of thought process, you know, in like you said, conditions being right for when paranormal activity is at its highest peak. And and I always felt that weather conditions played, well, I didn't feel that way. I mean, Hans Holzer, a bunch of people from way before you and I got into this uh, have been talking about that for years, including lun lunar lineup, uh, things that are happening, you know, with our uh, change of seasons. Uh, I couldn't tell you how many times I've given that lecture, Jason, to people that at, at one of our tours, I start getting off on, on the whole Van Allen radiation belt mm -hmm. and people are just, you know, they're lost. Uh, and I try to explain to them, yeah, I try to explain to them, it's like, well, there's some science that we think goes on, obviously, as explanation with some of this, that, you know, when that radiation is hitting, you know, uh, we're most vulnerable in winter, you know, uh, fall and winter months, uh, activity does ramp up. And when we were doing caseloads, we had a lot more things happen in fall and winter than we mm -hmm. did most times of the year. And mm -hmm. I felt that's because that radiation is supercharging all the ions and everything else that's involved that we think are involved in this process, this this ghost or haunting process, if you will, um, for for them to be able to draw and also whatever may make that veil uh, even thinner for us. Uh, right. and, I, and I'm kind of giving it the rudimentary explanation. So, again, I don't mm -hmm. want to bore everybody to death here on the program, but you were in tune with that. And, and the short of this is, is that I, I'm still like that. I think there has to be a lot of conditions and you're in the right place at the right time. And, and a lot of what we get, I know you and I discussed this, that we are amazed at some of the good stuff we get by accident, total accident, because we're, <laughs> yeah. we're trying to do something else. And then this happens. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I do want to give a shout out because um, I do appreciate all, all the kind things that you said about my team. Um, you know, there was a lot of things that you guys were doing, you know, that was really intriguing us, which is why I really love to push so much with our teams working together, because I thought that every single time that we did come together, not only did we have a great time and literally felt like we were a family, but like I used to tell the other investigators, like you learn so much by working with other investigators. And if I got to have my choice, I'd much rather have my team working with good people. And um, I mean, you were lucky enough to have you're lucky enough to have amazing, not only amazing people around you, but you had somebody like Deb. And I used to always talk about Deb all the time was one of the best techs that I've ever, ever, ever right. met in this field. Um, when it come down to understanding the equipment and the nuts and bolts, I mean, she Appreciate was so that. on and, top and, and, of it. And I was jealous. I, she had so much knowledge. It. I and and I, I, conveyed that, I, I conveyed that to her when you had told me that before. And, and uh, the good news is, is she has 
it's it's almost like you know uh, I, I attune it to Doc Holiday where he'd say you know my hypocrisy knows no bounds. Yeah. So Deb had said that well I'm kind of retired. What what she meant was she's semi-retired, and that uh, if we get a good location or something goes on, then I'm to give her the uh, the shout out and she's going to be out there with us again. So I I, I I will pass that on to her again. I'm sure she'll watch this, but uh, yeah. I agree I agree she she knows her. She knows her shit when it came to IR cameras and, and the, the do's and don'ts and the ins and outs. And uh, I got lucky with that. You know, I mean, we, we've changed our we've changed our gearing a little bit now where we will use those on occasion, but we don't rely them on as much. You know, I think all of us were in tune with that. We got to have the IR cameras, you know, but uh, yeah. you're right, man. You're right. I had good people and she was uh, she was with me at the beginning, inception of this, and all the step of the way, as, as same as Little Deb, uh, you know, America's favorite snack cake. We call uh, Deb Bresnahan, <laughs> Little Debbie Snack. Yeah. The quiet and, one. Uh, those two girls, you know, they were very consistent and stayed part of the team from, from inception. And yeah. they put in a lot of time and hours and work. And as you can attest, uh, again, thank you for the compliment. I, I pass it back to you, too. You've had... You, well, you still do. You've got some of the same uh, women and stuff involved in, in what you're doing as, as I do. And the consistency and the strength in these women is just amazing. And they were there to keep a lot of what we did together. Uh, they did yeah. a lot of a lot of work. And it wasn't the Dan show. You know, it was well, never the yeah. Dan show. I might have been the face of the group. But, you know, all the stuff that we've collected out of 281 to date uh investigations it's all due to people that have been in the team who are still here or people who've come and gone you yeah know? and i mean you and you go to think i mean all the way back to the days of in nominee when you're talking about and we were so technology driven and we were so driven on this cutting edge studies and technology and things right that we were i mean we were, had people that were making things for us i mean but you can understand though too you know um one of one of the other lead investigators um was um I mean, he had a, a degree in, in uh, thermodynamics and, you know, so we, we had engineers on our team. We had IT guys. I mean, we had a, a lot of very, very intelligent people that were more intelligent than me. You know, um, when it came to the paranormal, I think that I was the most experienced when it came to the field and actually breaking down and processing an investigation. But when it came down to thinking outside the box and making things happen, those guys collectively, along with everybody else on the team, it was, <clears throat> I mean, everything just clicked so well. Um, so I was lucky enough to have to be, all, you know, like you said, surrounded by really, really good people. I still am today. Um, hey, what's up, Shane? Hey. Nice of you to join us. Hey, Shane. Sorry, man. I mean, I call out your guy. <laughs> I just right. saw him pop up down there. I'm like, hey, how's it going? I'm here, man. All right, right on. So, um, you know, the cool thing about it is, Dan, is is that, you know, I mean, I have more questions now than I ever did. But I know. Me, Me too, brother. Yeah. And I was just telling somebody the other day, somebody that was new in the field, and they said, give me one takeaway, you know, from all of your years experienced in the in the paranormal. And for me, I was like, gosh, it's it's just how much I've evolved personally as a person. Right. As, as you said earlier, you know, you, you, you learned and, and now you've learned to open up even more uh, at 58. You know, I, I'm still on a learning curve every 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 time I, I come across even new people coming out here, starting new groups and other things that I watch go on. 
that's that's how you have to be in this field. And as you were speaking about technical stuff, you know, uh, Jen being new to the team, um, I, I ran across her being in the right place at the right time. And, I, and she's got a gift that I'm, I'm pretty envious of. I think she's probably stronger and better at it than I am. Don't don't give the oh the surprise look because she knows she is. I called her out when I first when I first saw her come into a room. I said, "Who's that psychic lady over there? I want to meet her." And so so there's that aspect. But then you know I ended up meeting Shane, and then Shane came along, and Shane's our science engineer guy, and. He's built some incredible stuff, and he's oh, he's got a wild cougar running around his yeah. house there, and uh, <laughs> must be paranormal. Yeah. Um, well, at first all I saw was a tail, and I was thinking for a second, I was like, "Is that a goddamn raccoon?" I'd like to take that over there to point out that yeah. the Siamese cats were initially put into the tombs because they were considered keepers of the dead. Yeah, well, this one keeps true. a lot of dead. She sleeps like it most of the time. <laughs> That's all right. We're all animal lovers. Animals are fantastic. I just love, wish love we animals. settle down. There we go. All right. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's I, a good I, thing this is an adult show <laughs> because the jokes, the jokes are running through my head right now, but I'm oh. going to leave them there. I'm going to leave yeah. them there. Okay. Yeah. Go, ahead, go yeah. ahead, Jason. I mean, yeah, we couldn't include the jokes plus the background history of everything all in one episode. We'd have, that'll have to be a part two. Easily, but, uh, easily. So, but we can go there because, you know, um, but, you know, it was, it's, it's really, really great when you form a relationship. And I, it, ever since, um, you know, we, you know, I'd formed a relationship with you guys. I mean, I've been up there, you know, a half a dozen times. You guys have been down here. We've investigated together. We've seen each other's kids grow up. Um, yep. I mean, I, I've not met another group of people who I've ever been so close to um, as, as I've been with you guys. I mean, I've seen you guys. We've all seen each other go through health scares and I mean, I was just telling somebody the other day, I was like, I can, you know, one of my biggest memories is I was at a real low life period in my life and I was talking to you guys. And the next thing you know, like three hours later, you guys were where I was in Fort Wayne. You know, you made the trip from Kalamazoo and you guys were like, you know, no, screw this shit. We're coming down. We're going to cheer you up. We're going to hang out. And, um, and much to mama cat's chagrin, we share that story quite often. <laughs> 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 yeah the ghost vodka the yeah ghost vodka. oh boy yeah yeah there's those things we certain things we can't talk about again on the program well but that was you're right that was that was hilarious that was good that was good laugh but more than anything um i mean today that still warms my heart to think about that memory oh well it, as you said you meet you meet select individuals in this that you become family and i'm a guy that when i tell people i love them i mean it you know right. i don't just i don't throw it out there uh, to yeah. folks because I, I just want to play nice in the pool. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've had people come and go for my team. Sadly, you know, I'm not, I'm not as close to a few people anymore. Um, and again, that happens, you know, there's people that you consider family and they leave or some people change and, you know, then you kind of see a side of them you weren't aware of, but you've never You're been there. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like Shane's I'm right here in the room. You're stuck um, with me. You can't get rid of me now. I am stuck with Shane. I'm happy with that. I'm stuck with uh, everybody that's current with me. I'm not pretty pleased. But it, it, it becomes, like you said, a very personal family thing. 
uh, when I bring people into this. And I wanted it that way. I wanted us to be able to rely on each other and be there for each other, not just in paranormal stuff, but outside the whole paranormal groupy thing. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. your, your paranormal, your paranormal friends, you know, uh, type of thing that I would hear from my wife when she'd get really mad at me at times. Well, you just go talk to your paranormal friends then. Um, you know, one of those things. But uh, it, it's been it's been one hell of a fun adventure. And, um, you know, working with you has always been fun and interesting. Uh, again, you know, the a few of the places that you invited us down to were just just amazingly crazy and cool. Um, you, you, I remember, you know, a few times we had worked with you, you had uh, some other group people with you because you were always looking to mentor some other folks too. And I always respected that about <clears throat> you as well, because you were just trying to pass on good work habit and, yeah. and good knowledge and good things to other groups too. So, yeah, you cool. know, I, I appreciate you mentioning that. I, I do believe in the, um, in the mentoring. Um, <clears throat> now you can always tell somebody who's just interested in something. And once you get explaining to them, they start to kind of glass over and you get that idea that it's, it's never going to last with them. And then you people that are just, once they discover the paranormal the paranormal community, they're so far driven and so far up in it. You know, you, you feel like you can't tell them to take a back seat. Like you need to bring right. them up in the front seat with you and, and kind of, you know, you, you don't expect anybody to follow the, with the way you do things, but you want to introduce them the way you do things because it's the only way they know how. And then you just tell them you will eventually evolve into your own processes, your belief systems, and whatever works best for you down the road. But let me show you how you know I like to do things and my approach on certain aspects. And um, it's it's been a it's been a really wonderful ride. You know, I'm not nearly as busy in the paranormal as I used to be. Well, between the podcast, the events, the Anna House event, non-con at Post Town, my murder dinners. Right. <clears throat> Um, I actually, <clears throat> I actually took on a personal case this year, um, which is all the way down in southern Indiana. It's actually on the Ohio River, just across from Kentucky. And um, I don't normally take on personal cases, but um, it was a really, really good one that was just beckoning. And uh, um, there, I mean, I, I don't regret it at all. I've taken a trip down here and I've done an investigation so far, and it's a wonderful place. It's so secluded. It's out in the middle of nowhere, up in a mountain, and um, I mean, it takes, I mean, like 20 minutes of gravel roads just to get back to this place. It's so secluded, but it's a... Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I see Shane laughing. It's like, that's how horror movies start, you know? It's yeah, exactly well. it. It's a, and, it's a, and that's it. It's a two-story... I live out two in the middle half, of nowhere, so... Yeah. Right. See? And it's a two-and-a-half-story log cabin. You that's know? cool. So I'd like to explore it. Even worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It always happens in the log cabin. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing about it is, is the, the house that was on the property before that was the one of the original settlers' houses. I mean, this place is so desolate today, it's still unincorporated. Wow. But there are houses that are down the way where some really, really terrible things have happened and transpired over the years. And, um, you know, so there's just a, a real um, negative aspect about that whole area that's there. And, I mean, it's absolutely haunted. Uh, the very first time that I was down here, experienced happened. I mean, um, extreme temperature changes. I mean, when you're in the mountains at this time of the year, you hear things. I mean, bats, birds, crickets, bullfrogs down by the river. You hear things breaking twigs as they're walking. I mean, when you're in the middle of, say, seven, 800, maybe even 1,000 acres of forestry, and there's not even a close road anywhere near you, 
and you can almost hear a pin drop. But you know, the it's very, very alive when you get there. And well, it's now very, are you are you, are you in the Ohio Valley, like Valley slash River area where this is at? No, or, or not, Indiana side? Yeah, Indiana side, far into the Indiana. They were probably about uh, three and a half hours from the Ohio border, so central okay, Indiana, all the way down. So um, <clears throat> when you get there, things were beautiful. Birds chirping. I mean, the place was alive. It was gorgeous. Um, but then once night fell. And we started to, into the investigation, you know, it got really cold inside of the house. I mean, to the point to where it was colder inside of the house. We walked out. It was a lot warmer outside, even though it really wasn't that warm out. But, um, you know, one of the eerie things that I'll mention was, is that the whole forest was quiet. That's I mean, not a sound. I don't mean that it was quieter than normal. I mean not a sound you wouldn't be That's, able to know that there was a living creature within miles and, of that. and i believe you 100 percent because when i first when i stepped into that cemetery on garden island up here in michigan which is a native american burial uh site and it used to be a native village there same thing as soon as i got into the cemetery i and the person with me noticed that all the birds in the creek i mean this is the middle of the day and everything's just there's nothing no wind no nature sounds and and so I know what you're what you were feeling because you stand there for a second. You're thinking, okay, I'm about to be murdered. Something weird's going on. Right. Um, and right. and it's it, it, it paranormal to the point where it does almost give you a little hesitation. You're like, what the hell is happening? Why why is there no nature noises going on? Uh, yeah, strange, yeah. strange business. So I wonder if you had like maybe a Native American connection there. There definitely is. Um, I'm wondering if there's burial grounds right there, but you know, right along the Ohio River. It's all that's all Indian right. settlement down through right. there. Right, water, water areas, right, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, her her lineage goes right back to the original settlers of that town. So um, the lands changed hands, but for the most part, stayed within her family for over 150 years. Um, you know, and um, you know when they were digging around after the old house had fallen down, they were digging around to build the new place. I mean, they were pulling you know pottery and clay stuff out of the ground. I mean, old 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 artifacts you know arrowheads and things like that wash up down the stream at the bottom of the basin there um it's just a you know it's a really really weird place like if i didn't know if i and, she, and she's a high profile client by the way she's a national recording artist i, I won't mention oh. her name cool. um but she she does she have some, she that does that some cloud. She is. <laughs> what's that no no i can't do it I can't do it, but um, but I can tell you, as we were driving back to this place, like that was one of the first things that was going through my mind was, is this is the perfect scenario. Like we could totally get here and be slaughtered, and nobody <laughs> would even know where the hell we were. Seriously, you, I mean, yeah. there's no internet. It, I mean, there's, I mean, this, she doesn't have a TV up there, anything. I mean, it's just. It's yeah, we, 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 we make light of it, but I, I felt the same way on Garden Island. I thought, well, you can see beaver. I, we could probably swim to beaver. It's that close. You know, okay. people have done it, but mm -hmm. uh, which is the other island. If people don't know what I'm talking about, looking on the map, it's Beaver Island, then there's Garden Island. Uh, yeah, we had the same feeling. There's no cell phone <laughs> signal there. I mean, we're on the island, like literally by ourselves. Guy left with the boat. Uh, you know, we, we have like a small boat there. 
But I, I thought that. And then, they, and then when he drops us off, he decides to let us know, Jason, that he's like, oh, and by the way, in the winter, we do get some wolves and bears that end up staying on the island because they come over on the ice pack. The ice. And, you know, we're all like, no one here has a real gun. But they got fake guns because we were there. Make, I was there with some people making a movie. That's okay. why I, I went on an expedition and we ended up using my investigation stuff in the movie. Oh, cool. uh, because I got I got real Native American EVPs, which he has used in this horror movie. I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell anybody the title. It's like, I, oh, it's oh, it's terrible. I, lo- I love I love the man who made the movie, but uh, I, I don't suggest anybody going out there thinking it's high grade uh, paranormal uh, <laughs> stuff. All right, I'll tell everybody. It's called Garden Island Paranormal Experience or something, and it's been it's been rebought and they've changed the title to something else. So anyway. So you've so, heard it first here, ladies and gentlemen. You heard yeah. it first here. Yeah, I Don't actually have it. one of those, uh, what is it, the IB, IMBs or whatever those pages are. Oh, IMDB, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually listed on there. I just didn't pay to put a picture up because I'm an yeah. actor in it when I didn't really act in it. I was just myself. Okay. And uh, a lot of swear words in that movie. I mean, way more That's than okay. there probably should be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I let's get off of that. So we're here to talk about Jason night or not me. So... I've had the same feeling and, you know, being there with, with crew of people, we all, you know, we sat around the fire and kind of talked about that. And I had a lot of weird nature things happen there. So again, I know what you're talking about in areas that seem to, and I know that Island because of the native American burials. And plus we camped right where the village used to be. Literally it's, it's kind of like a hunter's camp area where you set up your tents. And so I had things walking around my tent in the middle of the night. We could hear it. Uh, We heard something, splashing in the water several times so then you'd look at the water and it's it's like glass there's no ripples um you know so nature is is your alarm you know when things are happening and and then not normal things in nature are happening around you you take notice and yeah i'm not going to say it's it's paranormal but it's it's natural and supernatural you know it's what well, you and i had in really tune. you and i had a really great incident happen between the two of us when we were at the, uh the crouch, the crouch. You remember that because you you were actually looking for some point in time from the field area over to where the barn was, where uh, in the area of where I was standing. But you were watching a shadow figure that was watching oh, you. what was going on inside yeah. the barn. Yeah, and you yeah. thought it was me until I walked out. Yeah, you yeah, I thought it was you. Was it? And you're asking me all kinds of questions. I'm like, no, man, I promise you, I was not just outside. I've been inside this whole time. It's like bullcrap. I'm standing in the middle of a cornfield, watching, <laughs> going in and out of this door, and looking into right. a window, and then go back in the door. And, you know, I walk up there, and then you come out, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not the same height or right what was, I, what was i looking at yeah yeah it, it, that, that was an interesting case where we had the rock uh thrown at me in the uh, the mm-hmm. hayloft and randy was down below and i've never seen a, a guy randy size jump so high uh, in my <laughs> life and you were outside watching the crowd of people that yeah. were around a fire a little ways away so I, it was nice that we asked you did anybody throw something in the barn and there was nobody yeah. there's nobody, nobody in the barn yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that was a great experience with you I'm, we we had a lot of weird weird things happening you know when we, we, did. Uh, we uh, did. jason went to a tree and got manny hernandez over there and then i came over uh where the railroad tracks used to be there was this dead tree and we're getting emf readings off this damn tree yeah <laughs> and, and then so yeah no power lines or nothing and then we came back an hour or two later and nothing hmm. absolutely nothing. that is weird yeah. that, that yeah. was a weird case dude that was a weird case no, and, and not only that but on that tree 
not only that, but a lot of things have, have kind of come full circle now, um, Dan, because we, when we first met, I was in a Masonic temple, and uh, I was I was raised um, as a Master Mason in 2009, and then um, several years later after that, uh, you also joined the, the fellowship or the brotherhood there. Uh, when, when were you raised? Uh, do, 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 three years ago. Uh, actually, four now, four years ago, so... Um, and now I'm the chaplain and, uh, still going strong, uh, good brotherhood. Uh, you know, there's, there's individuals in that, in that, uh, grouping, uh, group, if you will, uh, people are themselves, you got good, bad, and the ugly. And, but, uh, I, I will say this for the most part, a lot of fellow Masons I've met from all over Michigan and Indiana. We've had some up, come up from Indiana, some from Illinois, just great folks. And, yes. um, it's a good organization. You will get out of it what you put into it. I, I always laugh when the old timers when I came in were telling me that. That's the first thing they want to tell the new the new guys coming in. And it's true. I mean, if you put a lot into it, you're going to get a lot out of it and what you may want out of it. And yeah. if you don't, then it is what it is. But And it's not for everybody. You know, I, I've uh, looked at maybe taking a little bit of a break from it. I'm still involved, but... Because I've got other things going on in life right now, it's hard to dedicate a lot of yeah. time to Masons. But the Masons are, are steeped in a lot of uh, mystic uh, and and uh, I won't I won't say occult because that's probably the the, the bad mm -hmm. word, but more of a spiritual uh, mm -hmm. connection to the other side. And the deep part of this, as as Jason knows, is that I've I've been asked by several people because they knew Dan was the paranormal guy here at the lodge in Manawan, uh, Can you come do our lodges? So I've got a list of lodges I need to get off my my hairy butt and uh, talk to these people and get them get them get them signed up and then I'm going to have you up to come up here and help us do some of these because uh, we we got one of the bigger ones which is the museum itself in Grand Rapids, Michigan and it's a oh, yeah. it's a large temple as well as Detroit Detroit's oh, temple is is gargantuan like Fort Wayne's. Dude, and, Detroit's uh, Detroit's temple is legendary, dude. Very much so. And, and well, Fort Wayne, too. I, trust me, I've been looking into both and, uh, you know, going to use the going to use the, the, the people and the, the connections. But they're the ones that asked me, said, would you come do the thing in Detroit? And I'm like, are you kidding? I'm not going to tell you. No, I was there. I was there when they were redoing it. Deb and I, who you brought up, uh, Deb Parra and, and uh, Bresnahan, uh, we were there with the, uh, uh, oh, geez, the brothers, uh, the, the twin brothers. brothers. The, the oh, Kling, Brad, the yeah, brother. Brad Kling, uh, Brad and uh, uh, yeah, Barry, Barry, right, Barry, 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 Barry. And Brad, yeah, yeah. So they were there. We were there too with Ghost Vodka. We were there. We were there uh, oh, opening right. Ghost Vodka for yeah, an event, and, and we were there with Metro, who was doing a like an investigation. But we were special guests <laughs> there, and yeah. uh, very cool place. So I, I've been in there since, and I would tell you it is immaculate. The the job of restoration they've done on that place. Um, but I, like I said, now I've got special, even more special, you know, ways to get into places that I obviously probably can't show on film or, or camera, but we're still going to be allowed in. So yeah. I don't know. Well, I got off track here with the show. Now, oh, you're, you're, I'm, you're, I'm there, man. you're on the list uh, and everybody that's, it's here right now on the show is going to be on that list. When Masonic, Masonic temples are a lot like, um, like churches in, in, in a way that, um, the, the brothership and the fellowship is, is so deeply rooted 
And the people who are part of the Masons love the history so much that right. I think that as, as people move on and people die, I literally think that, you know, they come back to the temple because that's an attachment for them. It's something they're not really willing. Oh, I, I, I think very much so. I'm, I'm glad you went there because this is going to lead into our our next part of the questions here for you in the show. Uh, but that's that's cool. You you hit on that. Because we, our lodge, we've rebuilt the, the new lodge that we're in in 1969, 1970. The original lodge is still uptown in Matawan. Now, our lodge, which is still fairly new, it's it's haunted. Uh, we've got brothers who have passed away who were three and four generations. And we just lost another brother uh, a couple of days ago, Don Sela. Rest in peace, brother. Um, you know, we I'm in there with uh, Dan Monroe, you know, who's now our worshipful master. And we've done a couple overnights in there and got yeah, doors slamming and people walking around upstairs. And we're the only two in the building with keys, you know. So and this is a new building, but it doesn't matter. I, I, these 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 gentlemen and my, me and myself included, because I am also uh, one of the stewards of the lodge that I take a lot of time and love and care into keeping it clean and, and keeping it repaired, you know. Um so let's let's go into some some standard questioning that I love to to go at other paranormal investigators. I want each of you guys to uh, I'll, I'll start with Jason and I'll go down to Jen and then down to Shane. Um, I'm going to ask each of you guys to kind of give me your thought on this. And and Jason, you go first. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think a ghost is? What what do you think it is that is a ghost? I think that's probably the single most number one question that I ask myself. I battle between two different things more more recently than I ever have before. Um, for the longest time, I was more of the traditional kind of guy. Uh, I believed in uh, spiritual attachments. I believed in just residual energies. Um, I believed in the fact that sometimes when people don't pass on it, they're behind intelligent energies. Um, and, you know, so for the longest time, I was very, very traditional, but so many different things have now happened. And of course, you know, mainstream science and um, even spirituality now is starting to lend a, a lot of credibility into um, us crossing over and communicating with uh, other people in another dimension. Even we I mean, we know that we live in a multidimensional universe. Right. So right, right. Are, are we are we in fact are we in fact dealing with residual energies or are we in fact um, able to kind of um, find a loose thread in the fabric of the time-space continuum, and we're just kind of peeking it open a little bit and communicating with what's on the other side of the fence, kind of like Wilson from Home Improvement. You know, you only see so much. Right, right. right. Um, you know, because, in, in, you know, that's where, like, if you get into quantum physics and, and quantum mechanics and all that, that now becomes a very viable aspect in research and approach to the paranormal. But when you, if you want to simplify it, like I tell people, you don't get into all of that. Find what you really, really honestly, find what you can handle as far as your research and your capabilities concerned and stick with whatever you're comfortable with. Because if right. you ask somebody who's non-scientific and who's completely spiritual, their thought process is completely different. I mean, you know, so for me, I, I still don't necessarily think that, you know, that there are thousands of dead people that are all around us every single place that we go. <coughs> I find that hard. Right. To, I right. find that hard to believe because there's a huge lack of evidence that supports that. Um, 
but you know there are a lot of people out there that do and i don't you know i don't i don't want to downplay them or, or their belief system whatsoever it's just i don't have a gift to be able to see so much of that all i can work with is what i can put into fruition between my eyes and my mind and try to come up with some sort of a conclusion right, oh, right. I, and, and I, what i what i love in everything you're saying though is it you and i've talked before about this too is that there's no absolutes anyway if no. any of us think that we understand this 100 percent, we're fooling ourselves we're absolutely fooling ourselves i do think that we are closer than we've ever been in bridging a different that 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 gap oh, between yeah. the scientific and the spiritual that i think that that is very very close i think we're closer than we've I, ever i'm been. happy to see that that it's becoming married and and easier to work with both formulas and there's a lot of physicists who are now, you know, going into what they call spiritual physics. And they, they are saying, well, you know, according to my model of how I understand physics, that, yeah, the spiritual is okay. It, it's, we, can, we can show you why that is also real. Yeah, um, it works. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's what Hans Holzer was doing. I mean, we right. sit there and think about the old guys and what can we do new? What can we do new? Sometimes I tell people, look, I think we're trying too hard to move to the next thing. Sometimes you have to rewind and kind of go back. And that's when I get into Hans Holzer's books because he's very scientific mind, but he always worked with mediums. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, he, he, he believed in that aspect of it too. He did. And he did. I know that we went through a couple of years in this field, <clears throat> well, more than a couple. And again, you, you, you're right, it's starting to turn again and then maybe come together better is that people just didn't want to rely totally on that that aspect and now we had to have everything in a neat scientific corner when really that doesn't you can't put all your your eggs in that one basket you, from what i've been doing you just can't you can't sure. because the universe the universe will come along and slap you in the face and tell you otherwise <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then yeah. you're and then you're sitting there beside yourself like shane has done a couple times like mm -hmm. hey dan why is why am I hearing from a dead guy here? And I built this stuff. And and then I look at Shane and I go, I don't know. You tell me. You're the one that built it. Yeah, what so, the hell did you what, put what, in that thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, put in that thing. So, you know, there, you, have your, you have your answer, which is means that, uh, you know, the universe will find its own way and do, do its own thing. We, we just don't understand its secrets yet. So, Absolutely. And, and Jen, I, I know you're a little more spiritual, uh, metaphysical on, on side of things. What, what do you think a ghost is? A dead person. Okay. Hey, everybody, thanks for being on the show. Uh, we're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> there you have your answers. Well, if anybody would know, it'd probably be her. I mean, if she's a psychic, then she would have well, the direct. And, and, she's got the direct line, toll free line to them. Right. I, I, I see the spirit world every single day. I've seen it since I was a little bitty girl. Um, I've told um, Dan this before, I'll share with y'all. Um, I'm a military brat, my daddy was Air Force. And by the time that I was a year and a half old, I was in Germany. And one of the places that my parents liked to tour were the gas houses where they killed all the Jews. Oh geez. So I was in beauty school, a grown adult, sharing a story with another student that I was in class with. And my mother happened to be listening. And I was telling this student um, that I was in school with about my experiences in those places and about the little girl. And my mother said there was no little girl. And there was a little girl. And she showed me where she lived. And she showed me where she ate. And she showed me where she showered. And they, the whole, I got a whole personal tour at like four, I was like four years old when I was in there with this, this little, this little girl. And then I was an adult when I was told that the little girl was not real. So this, this, 
I don't see them like you see them, like the movie depicts in, um, I see this, I see dead people guy where he would yeah, turn yeah. around and the whole back of their heads were blown open. Oh I yeah. See them that way. Um, I see them and they, in, in my experience, a ghost is a dead person with unfinished business and a message to relay. Um, I've only had encounters with non-human type of entities and they made me immediately extremely sick to my stomach. So in my, in my experience, I don't know anything about quantum physics. I don't know anything about, um, I know that there is a lab that's willing to pay a whole lot of money if you can make a ghost materialize in their facility. They, oh yeah, they, I know that guy. And, and they, that's like a million dollars or seven million dollars or ten yeah. million dollars or something. Like that. He just passed like, away a little while ago. So, so what about Randy? Yeah. Randy. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I don't remember his name. I don't. All I remember was thinking, "Oh man, if I could make something like that happen," because I see him all the time. James Randy. So, James Randy. Yep. So for me and my personal experience, and and I'm in my fifties, y'all. So. And I've been seeing these since I was at least four, my earliest recollection. Um, and I will tell you this too, that when when I was really little, I was afraid of the West because of all of the Indians. Interesting. That, that is interesting. Me, that to me is a uh, link to my previous life because I lived in the Old West. My second daughter had a fear of germs when, from the time that she was like able to express herself. She was like, I'm going to get sick from those yeah, germs. Germ yeah. <laughs> so um, we did a little meditation with her and she um, was, had had issues in her previous life with some undiagnosed sickness that took her. In a, well, so my kids must, my kids must've been on the opposite end of that because it took everything I could to keep them, you know, wash your hands and clean your stuff. <laughs> That's, you know, a normal kid. That's normal kids. <laughs> That's my kid. I became a germaphobe. Yeah. Yeah, I became a germaphobe. They like made kids. me a germaphobe. <laughs> my, my son has these repeated dreams <laughs> about having a, a musket. A musket, right? Not a musket. Yeah. Is that a musket? musket. With the old, you know, yep. my, that's a musket. Yep. He keeps having dreams. My son is 14. He keeps having dreams about having hands. <laughs> and um, it was crazy because I've been around this boy all of his life. Obviously, I'm his mama. And I sat there at the table yesterday and I had this big epiphany. This boy has never, ever lived. His spirit has never lived to adulthood. Weird. So for me, a ghost and I don't, I've never seen residual or anything to me. I've always been able to communicate with them. I speak to them, they speak back. So for me, a ghost is somebody that has passed over with unfinished business or is lost. Okay. Okay. I, I like that point of view. We've, we've talked about that. Jen and I have talked about that in private. I, I, I love that point of view. Again, it, this is what we're showing here by everybody giving their, their version now shane you're up next i mean you you have some thoughts on the scientific ends and stuff but sure. what's your what's your well, point of view on a ghost well for me uh, unlike uh, jen's beautiful gift i have a psychicness of a rock or a brick <laughs> or uh, you know you got the charlie brown version yeah all i got was a rock yeah, yeah pretty much so you know they could be 
they could be jumping up and down in front of me, waving my hands, and I wouldn't see them. So it is the, what it is. But I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, the, the way I picture it from the science side is more like a disembodied consciousness. I like that. It's I like, like that a lot. the consciousness has left the body, you know, and, and they even show sometimes uh, when they have a patient that's on a brain monitor and when they finally pass the, the burst of activity they get and then the near instant, like faster than the brain should be able to shut down, it leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at that point, the soul or consciousness, consciousness has left. And, you know, at this point, I don't have an exact thing on where it goes or what it does. But, you know, it, it's, it is an energy, you know, an energy be, can't be created or destroyed. So it's got to go somewhere. So, right. Right. you know, my view of it is it just becomes, you know, electromagnetic, uh, just like, you know, the photons in our universe and just kind of blends back into the universe. Um, I'm not so sure reincarnation would be a thing for me. But, you know, I mean, at some point it's possible that it gets reused or... You know, or if the universe itself is conscious, it joins the main consciousness and then comes back out in as another form and, you know, gets another try. I don't know. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good that, way to look at it. Sure. That's my view of it from science and physics, because, you know, we have done experiments uh, I've mentioned on previous shows where, you know, they will have a machine that rolls dice. Right. Yep. Totally random. They'll run a this random, thing. Randomizer, a, yep. A ra yeah, it literally has a, a cup and a robot that dumps the dice just like you'd play Yahtzee. All right. So they will have this thing run for a week in a controlled laboratory and sealed environment. They will have a person come in and there have been people that can alter the randomness during the time that they're sitting there they can't touch it it's behind glass it's sealed in a vacuum chamber you know they can't do anything to it but there have been noted scientific <clears throat> in studies double blind tests where people have been able to manipulate the dice to change the randomness either make a certain number come up more often than it can in randomness etc because type of thing yes correct now if that is possible which it seems to be statistically significant then consciousness has to be more than what's just a piece of flesh moving around. Right, and if that's the right. case, when the flesh ceases, it's highly probable that the consciousness disembodies or comes out and leaves. I mean, some people might call that the soul, some people, depending on their religion, but it's like the universe gets back what it was loaning out. So the way yeah. that was explained to me as a child okay. was, was that what makes us who we are is that said consciousness okay. but in order for us to come here as said consciousness and come up a level spiritually learn our lessons whatever verbiage you <laughs> want to use in there um in order for us to come here we have to get into an earth suit and that's this flesh and once the earth suit is no longer rendered useful then we return to our previous form. Okay, so my theory is pretty right. close. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, mind, some people some people need to be giving them earth suits back. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is it? But see, hang on. But see, hang on. This is where people like my son, when you look at people and go, what is wrong with you? When I looked at him the other day and I realized the boy never had a chance to be a man ever in any life that he's ever experienced. So he's like really... I don't want to use the word dumb. Un, he's unknowledgeable. Like he doesn't have any like instincts or because he never, his spirit never became a man. It's Fair always, enough. it was always killed as a child. So. Man, that explains a lot of Congress. I'm just, sure. what? Um, well, Anybody a lot of Congress, soon? A okay, lot of Congress yeah. is they're just a bunch of crooks. There's too, nothing too to soon. Too soon. That. Well, yeah. they were, yeah. No. So I will I will jump into that. Every, uh, everything all three of you have shared, um, I I I surmise it's just and it just it's not I, that's a bad word to use too. My thought process is it's a it can be a collection of everything each one of you have shared, and there's nothing wrong with that because I think I think every little bit of what we've all just explained is part of the soup and. The reason that I say that is because if we were to put ourselves in, let's say, the place of the creator, if you believe in a creator, which I do, I do, because uh, I don't think we just showed up, you know, like the chicken and the egg thing. I don't think we just showed up uh, for the party. Uh, and man, what a party. If you've been watching for how many millions of years, it's been an interesting party. Uh, where I'm going with this is, is that uh, I like the whole consciousness aspect of this. And, you know, <clears throat> when people came along, and started inventing their religions uh, before there were some that were said to be religions, uh, you know, they were always aware that there was more of that spark that was inside of a, a human being. And what was this consciousness? And I think that in the old world had a better understanding of it than we do today. And I like the energy side of this because everything around us is energy. Now, to our understanding as human beings, where we've come to a certain level, every, okay, folks, stay with me on this. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Have, I have a guy that just left flowers on this girl's car that I'm parked in front of. And so I'm like, oh, my God, that guy just left flowers on this woman's car. Go ahead. I'm sorry. As long as he's awesome. not stalking her, we're good. Yep. But if, if that's the case, make sure you get the camera phone out. and take, you know, Yeah, take a, take a picture. Go viral. I could give you a description. If you wanted a description, I could give him one. But he told he went into the grocery store. I don't I don't. Oh, uh -oh. Okay, wrong button. So uh -oh. yeah, it's okay. We'll get her back here in a second. I still well, see her. Hopefully, the guy who was putting flowers on the car didn't. Uh... There she is. <gasps> hey, there she is. Can you see him? I was I was just hoping that you weren't getting killed by the guy placing flowers yeah, in the girl's car in front of you. Yeah, we don't yeah. want our next conversation to be a via EPP. I pity the fool thinks he's gonna mess with me. <laughs> yeah. So now we know what a ghost is because Jen's back as a ghost. Yeah. Um, Cool. Where I was with this, this long, well, I'm going around the block to get to my explanation here, is, uh, you know, the consciousness itself uh, being energy, you know, again, we've invented this thing called mathematics as human beings. Uh, we also invented physics. Every aspect of our science, we, we invented this. We created this ourselves. Yes. So, again, for us to, any at any time, I don't care how brilliant the scientist is uh, or who you may be, to think that you understand it all due to your process uh, because physics says this and physics says that or math says this, math doesn't say that. Uh, it's nonsense. I, it's a great tool. It's a great tool and it explains a lot. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, sorry, my phone's going off. It explains a lot. 
So, you know, where I go with it from here is that um, there's more going on out there. And again, if we really stand by the standard we've created as physics, we understand that everything's energy, vibration, and frequency. And we know that because we've we've proven that in scientific labs for mm -hmm. hundreds of years. And so, you know, we are this this amazing machine of electromagnetic static uh, charging and firing and uh, energy. Energy. Magical. Everything magic well, yeah, magical. We're uh, magical. Beings are magical. Thank Thank you. Oh, I thought you were just describing me. Thanks a lot. Oh, I only have magic after tacos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all have magic after beans. But um, I got well, deep there. I got deep. But, but it's it's. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that we we are obviously. I think you know everything around you is is in motion. Everything around you is moving. Our perception is that things are solid. They really aren't. Everything's vibrating. No, everything everything's everything's yep. moving. Agreed. So I, I I agree that we've shown through studies, as Shane you know alluded to, that um, when people die, something happens. Uh, people are still losing the same amount of uh, I guess material uh, when everybody passes away too. That's still a very valid scientific uh, point. It's not something paranormal people made up. It happens. Uh, there's no explanation for it. Well, as I said, maybe that's maybe that's what we do. We we turn into this this thing called the ghost. And and I'm in, I'm of a mind that. Um, things that I've worked on that I have come across things that seem to be intelligent. They respond. Uh, they try to communicate, whether it's ghost or parallel universe. I have no idea. That's another thing that we just really don't know. Um, I think I've come across residual things, too, because doing a submarine, I have I've recorded a four inch deck gun going off uh, down below in the captain's quarters. And when I played this for the man who owned the submarine, who's a World War II vet at the time, said, hey, that sounds like a four inch deck gun when you're below decks and it's going off up top. Why would that show up on your your recorder? And my answer was it's residual. It's something that's right. this thing is encapsulated, some sort of energy. And sometimes these things just replay again due to when the conditions are right. Certain yep. conditions. Correct. Uh, well, that's thing. how psychics can lay their hands on stuff and be able to tell you this, that, or the other thing is because the energy that is left behind on said item, whether it be a cannon or a piece of furniture, a book, a right, dress. Right. Sure. That's why a lot of us, you know, look at antiques and we ask people in some oh, of our process, like, like what, what kind of thing have you, have you brought anything old or new into the house? Because, uh, we had a theory and it's not my theory. This is something stuff again it's been going on 60 70 plus years uh that some of these things some people become attached to things or these inanimate objects there's a possibility that there's an attachment to it residual wise too we just we just don't know so um, i have a set of german dishes that were purchased while my family was in germany and i had a paranormal investigation team in my home and <laughs> there were german voices around those german dishes that's cool did they stand at a did they stand at attention when anybody goose stepped in the house or no? that's rude. Too soon? Is that is that too soon? That's too soon. That's too soon. Um no, she's Dan, right. She's Dan, on no, just you're, from now on, you're gonna probably just want to any comment that comes, you can be like, Yeah, that's why you're too soon right now and just not even say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you know better than that. Um, Decide, we all know better than that. Yeah, we know that. Out there, mild suggestion. No, no, she's right though. She's right because we we did the LST three nine three. Shane was there. Now, prior investigation in this World War Two landing ship tank uh, that was used at Omaha Beach on D Day, and there had been German prisoners of war 
kept on this vessel that were brought back and forth during operations. Uh, some of them were SS, bad, the worst of the worst. Yeah. And um, and we we have a couple of EVPs that are in German. Just and nobody was asking anything in German. We were asking questions, and some German language showed up. So again, I think depending on whatever's going on, I, again, the, the the cool part is we're talking about it. The cool part is we're sharing these experiences because, as you said, Jason, early on, you know, you you think that you've discovered and opened, or you've answered a couple of questions here and there. More doors open up now more than they ever do. And I find that too. I think we've gotten some answers over the years, but I still feel that we have so much more to learn. Now, matrixing is a thing that I brought up not too long ago uh, in a discussion with some people. And uh, there's some new words. There's brand new words floating around and I'm not going to produce them or say them here on the program. Um, you know, I always stood by the matrixing uh, word usage. And that was that our brains are decide are, are designed audio-wise, visual-wise, to recognize things that are familiar because it struggles to <clears throat> identify. Uh, right. It's almost like a fight or flight thing with our brains. Mm -hmm. And uh, which the is biggest... the reason why? They, which is the reason why they use the Rorschach test? Yes. Um, in psychology, right. the ink, the ink lot. lot. Yeah. Because if you're firing on all four cylinders, when they show you an image that looks like something, it could look like a butterfly, it may not exactly be that, but they say, what do you see when you look at this image? Your mind should be telling you, well, that looks close to a butterfly to me. That's the way it's supposed to fire. That's just the way we're programmed. You're absolutely right about that, Dan. Yeah, yes. and, and we talked earlier about Jason Sullivan, who passed on here a little while ago, one of our brothers in Paranormal. Uh, he, I got one of his information videos up on his page on our network that he discusses that. He, he covers yeah. that. And, you know, that's one of the things I really try to uh, teach, if you will, to try to get some of my new people coming in, which because, again, I was following examples of uh, books I was reading. Uh, again, Hans Holzer, listening to a lot of Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell and having a lot of these great investigators, you know, Ballinger and Warren and all these people who've made a name for themselves, who've been around for a while, who were trying to instruct a lot of us to say, listen, you've got to unlearn some of the things that you normally do in order to really get past a process of misidentifying, you know, pictures and things that you spot in video. And it is tough. I, I got to tell you, it is a tough thing to really program yourself to realize that 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 may be happening and then you got to take all the steps to eliminate you know the possibilities in order for you to yeah it's in order for you to really you know look at something and say holy cow now one of the best examples i have per i have personally is that that picture what i think is my father in the upstairs bedroom window and uh, there's no matrix thing going on there i mean you see a person in that photo and i took all sorts of steps to try to produce that. I remember we were on an investigation with you, Jason, uh, let you talk about this when we were at the uh, school uh, that had suffered a fire at one time. It became a community center. Um, I'm sure you remember the school and that's, I believe that's the one that had the uh, interesting um, little fire uh, training <laughs> place inside. Yeah. Of it. And, and yeah. We, oh man. We, yeah. Yeah. Good and gosh. so we had, we had a couple of my people <laughs> wanted to get on a ladder outside on a two story window. I don't know if you remember, cause they caught that orb in the upstairs classroom yeah. and you and I were like, no, we're not, nobody's getting a ladder out. We're not climbing up there to go and read. Cause obviously the, <laughs> there wasn't anything from outside causing that. Right. But that's, that's kind of my point. You know, we, we, we try to, we try to not, you know, matrix, but, but it happens. And I see so many new people and groups still coming up and they just throw up all of this stuff. 
What do you think you know, about the, that? The thing that I see about a lot of the newcomers is, and even a lot of the people who have been in the field for a couple of years, is people like to, what they do is, is they kind of come in and they learn a little bit of hodgepodge. And let's be honest here. I mean, if you were to come into the paranormal field and try to make A or B or hedge your tails out of all the different belief systems that are in this community right now, I, I'd be, I would be, I'd be so confused. I wouldn't know what to believe. So what you end up seeing is a lot of people that are literally twisting the laws or their beliefs to kind of fit their agenda. And to me, I would much rather come off an investigation and much rather say, we debunked a few things. I really honestly don't think that this place is haunted. There's no legitimate activity going on and things that I can't honestly say makes me feel like this place is haunted. I'd much rather walk away from that than walk away from scaring a, a client and thinking, oh my God, well, we got all these all these these orbs all over the place and um, you know, you've got faces in the wood grain on your on your woodwork on your floor, and um, you know your house is inundated by Native Americans and demons. And um, <laughs> yeah, or Jesus, Jesus, Jesus appears on your breakfast, your morning toast. Yeah, look, I, get I just like this this client that I just took on his personal case. She said that she had contacted a paranormal team before them, and she had showed them these these pictures of orbs that she had and it was just dust and I was able to recreate that and show her this eventually but she sent these pictures to them and the first thing they said is oh my gosh you need to call a priest you've got demons oh, yeah. and yeah. this is a woman who lives alone on the top of a mountain you know so it scared the daylights out of her you know what yeah. I mean and I and immediately what I you know just from the photographs when she talked to me it was an, it was a three-hour conversation with her and she was explaining these things. So immediately I was able to kind of put some things to rest for her and make her feel better about some things when I was actually able to explain these. But when I actually got down there too, I was also able to recreate a lot of those things that she had concerns about and was able to show her exactly what it was, which worked out great, but then there was a problem. Then we actually had legitimate activity. Right, right. Cool. You know, been so there too. It's, yeah, it's yeah. it's really really hard to you know find legitimate activity, capture voices, hear things that are you know not being able to debunk it, knowing exactly what it is. It's a disembodied voice. It's trying to communicate with us from another room. You can clearly hear us having a totally separate conversation across the house. Now you have to go home and you have to say, hey, look, you know, you've got some options here. Um, you know, what would you like to do moving forward at this point? Do you want me to come back? Do you want to learn a little bit more? Which she does. Um, you know, it, there's been some things that's happened, and it's been kind of tough for her a little bit down there. But she's a, she's a trooper, and uh, she's dealing with it really, really well. Which is the best case scenario for somebody like us who are seven hours away from somebody and trying to handle a personal case. You know, um, so it's always good to have a, a good, sound-minded client to begin with. You know. Well, and she found the right person too. I, I, you know, that's that. I mean that uh, very sincerely because I, I know you take you, you take you take it serious when you're going out to help people, as we did when we were doing private investigations. We've stepped away from that now. Bob and his end of the team, you know, we we are still open to it, but we we stepped away from a lot of that because you know um, I'm going to take a quick break real quick because we're already an hour into the the show. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, everybody. We're going to talk more about that when we come back. You're listening to the SMP Paranormal Show with our special guest, Jason Snyder, co-hosted with Jen G. Uh, say hi, Jen. Hi. 
And Shane Feek, our engineer hey. scientist, resident scientist uh, in SMP. Uh, you're also hearing us here Sunday night. You're listening to us on Unrestricted Radio. Do yourself a favor and download the Unrestricted Radio uh, app so that you can listen to our show Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also hear yours truly on the Big Dog Show on Saturday nights at 7 p.m. We talk about anything from boobs, beer, rock and roll, sex, you name it. Uh, boobs, beer, things rock that, and roll. Hey, it's a place to be proud to be an American, I a man, and it. a woman, and, and everything else that's a, that's fun, but lots of rock music. And, and uh, uh, you're also hearing us over here at the www.themichigan69podcast.com network, uh, the Paranormal Now Network, Live Radio 1, which is still out there and being run by our good friend Deb, who we talked about earlier, Deb Mandiosparra, uh, who is now my shared in-law. We, we now have a grand, shared grandson. So, I mean, things have come full circle. So we'll be back for more right after this. Thoughts of suicide may feel impossible to overcome, but with help and support, you can find hope and meaning. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to speak to a counselor or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free. It's confidential. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And even if it feels like it, you're not alone. These podcasts are brought to you by Henderson Castle at hendersoncastle.com. Gun Barrel Coffee at gunbarrelcoffee.com. Live Radio 1 slash Facebook. Unrestricted Radio at unrestrictedradio.com. The Michigan 69 Podcast at themichigan69podcast.com. All opinions, points of view, and remarks made on these podcasts are those of the guests and the hosts of such podcasts. They do not necessarily reflect those opinions, views, or remarks of the management of the 69 Podcast Network. Big Dog, and you're listening to Unrestricted Radio. Do yourself a favor and download the Unrestricted Radio app. Tell them the Big Dog sent you.
And we are back. We didn't go anywhere. I tell everybody, we just tell you that. Uh, we're still sitting here staring at each other. But uh, thanks for staying with us here uh, on the SMP Paranormal Show. I'm here with my co-host, Jen G and Shane Feek, and our guest, Jason Snyder, investigator that I've known for quite a few years. It's got to be well over. I think I met you in 2008 or nine. I want to say nine. Yes, so sir. it's got to be, so we're, that, we're talking 13 plus years. Easily. Yeah, pretty close to it. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy, crazy. And it's, been, and it's been a great ride, man. Seriously. Right. But we were when we left off, we were talking, folks, about, you know, finding the right people and the right teams. And you have to be careful. I would tell anybody out there, uh, you know, you, you can go on and Google paranormal groups all you want. You will be shocked at how many are defunct now. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. we, we've, we've stayed yeah. the course. We've had our growing... <laughs> Are yeah. growing pains as well, and uh, but you've got to find people who are going to come in there, and they're going to come in there to do the best they can for you as an outside observer. And yeah. and if you ask people to come in your home, you've got to be open to them giving you their honest and, and open opinions. Now, again, that's if you get the right people, and if you have it, then hey, you know where to go. You can get a hold of Jason Snyder. You can get a hold of SMP. Um, the one thing that we were touching on there is that fear factor, you know, the fear and the reality of paranormal things that happen with people because, you know, their mindset, as you said, a lot of people that have this happen and, and they want to get a team to come in and check things out. Uh, I really try to focus with our team to prove that you actually have the activity first. If there's something else you want to follow through with after that, depending on the client's belief, you know, their religion, their belief, which is another thing that you have to talk with them and you got to sit down with them, uh, try to find neutral ground with it uh, and reaffirm that, you know, 99% of what I've experienced in, in these 14, 15 plus years doing this, that there's more beautiful stuff going on with this than there is anything demonic chasing you out of the house. Right. And because we, we allow our own thoughts sometimes to integrate into scaring the living hell out of ourselves. So that's <laughs> that's the fear aspect. And, you know, the, the last thing you want, as Jason said, that, team you know, team will go in there and say, oh, you need to move out of your house. That's a demon. And these are some of the same people who would we would meet at these, these conferences all over and we still meet them that they're telling us they do exorcisms every other weekend and i still laugh at that i'm like no you're not no you're not um you know it, it's cool that you think that i mean you know if, when you got a team that walks up to your table and doesn't know what your infrared cameras are but that they got 16 photo albums you know uh full of polaroids and pictures and they're all orbs and they're telling you they're ghosts i mean you know it used to be that we'd be really courteous and kind like oh wow yeah okay uh now i'm like oh well that's interesting and then you know change the conversation rather quickly because i, I don't want to be rude or mean but i'm it's not even like, that i'm not even that diplomatic anymore so I, had, <laughs> right. so I had a guy so i had a guy that i've known in the paranormal for a while and um he came up to me at a conference last year and said that uh, he was he now joined the ranks of uh, demonology. He was a demonologist. So, <laughs> I, so I, you know, so I kind of jokingly started to chuckle. I'm like, so the power of Christ compels you, huh? And he says, yeah, I guess you can say that. And I'm like, well, it's too bad the power of Christ couldn't compel you to go pay your child support, you loser. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was... I was compelled on, enough. There's I how many on, of those people have we run into, Jason, that are like that in this I field? Was how on, many? Huh? I was on fire. I mean, he called oh, me boy. at the worst moment possible. But here's the cool thing about it. 
I've, I, he's never tried to talk to me again since then. It's been a whole year plus. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and you know, I don't lose sleep over that too. I've, you know, we, we might as well talk about that. This kind of is a great segue because I've made enemies. I have people here in Michigan that can't stand me. They're like, Oh, big dog's full of crap. That guy's a phony, you know, he's an asshole, this whole, the whole gambit. And that's because I too, very early on, I'm still this way. I try to be a little more nicer if, if I can. But I'm very outspoken about that same kind of nonsense. And right. it, it seems to be with most of the people that, that, you know, now you've, you've working on a book. I'm working on books. We want to do books. That's okay. I don't, I don't throw dispersions at people that want to do books. But it seems to be it's always the people that are out there who've done these books. They, they think that they have all the answers. And I'm not going to name names, but there's people in Indiana that I know like this. And there's people in Michigan that I know like this. And this is what they do. They, they go out there and just spew nonsense. And they're, they're the worst shit people I've ever met in my life, folks. It, it happens in the paranormal. They, you know, I, I, there's a couple that became my nemesis. I mean, one murdered, you know, one caused a death of somebody. I, I won't say murder. That's kind of a, well, whatever. Uh, and then the other one was, is, is a convicted, you know, uh, domestic abuser and then married the person that was throwing him in jail. I mean, it's just, you, you know, you can't make this, this stuff up. It, and then you meet others who you, I, I worked with them and then you see them outright making things up and lying. And then you're sitting back, you're thinking, I really want to maintain a friendship with some of these people, but Oh my God, you know, you, you you're yeah. like, what? I, I can't yeah. have this attached to me. And, and some of them were some indie people, you know, Indiana people that I, I became friends with. And then when I saw that, Oh, we're all, <laughs> All we're about is being on my ghost story and TV stuff and, you know, everything else. And listen, if you want to go out and just do events and you're honest about it, I don't disperse it because I do events. Right. You do events. Yes. We, we do things in. in but, I promote the shit out of them. But yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But oh, my God. Some of the people you and I have encountered and worked with and you've worked with some people that, you know, you and I know some individuals we could talk about from the past. You, we we put them up here on this this pedestal. And then when you get to know who they are, you're like, wow. Yeah, they're like the, yeah, they're like, the like the they're like the little army guy that you go to set up on your shelf and he just keeps falling over. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you put him up there and it just falls over, and after a while you're just like, yeah, and you just kind of lay him over on his side and just let him. It's, it's the paranormal you know? elf on the shelf. Yeah, That's it's scary, uh, it's, it's, it's man. <laughs> See, and, that's and, the whole thing with me and doing events now. It's I've had to play that diplomatic role, and I've got to be open to everything and everybody. And I and I, sure, I don't hate sure. that. I really don't hate that. Um, I love the diversity in the community, but me too. To be me completely too. honest with you, um, I got to get away from uh, all these different events that I do because I just can't handle it anymore. The 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 newer people that have come along are, um, God, what's a good way of putting it? They're they're crazy. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. They, they are crazy. They just. <laughs> Sorry, that made I'm, me cough. I'm sorry that, that you know what. Ten years ago, saying something like this would have been a no-no in the paranormal field. But I, I've got no. nobody to please. I've right, but, but Jason, we, we still believe in we still believe in unity. We know it's possible. It, yeah, we make efforts right. to still do it. That's why the Hannah House thing. You're still continuing. Uh, you know some some stuff with that and some other events. I do the same thing. Listen, we are courteous. We know when to be courteous and, and cool. But like you said, th there's this whole group of people that are in crazy land, and and he's not he's not exaggerating, and they will tell you all sorts of stuff and you're sitting here thinking well they you know i i used to i think i used to react i think you and i talked about this a couple of years back that we used to react and deb made fun of us because she's like yeah i'm jason snyder and dan Horry. don't you know who we are you know <laughs> we, we actually would get that that 
I actually would get that way sometimes. I'm thinking, now listen, we've been doing this long enough. We've been out here. How do you not know who we are? And then you come to me and tell me crazy shit. And I'm sitting here going, Oh, you know, I, I, yeah. I can't deal with it. I, I just can't deal with the insanity. And, right. you know, some of the process, uh, I swear to God, if I see any more people buying ghost adventures equipment, I'm, I'm going to punch people in the eye. It's, uh, you know, you're wearing a colander on your head with a, with a, you know, a thing from the supermarket that you, you're going and doing your price checking uh, stuff with. And these people, with these obelisks, I, I used to be really kind and nice about all that stuff. Now I'm not. It's just like, listen, the science doesn't back any of that. And if you're going to do to do anything, go then go listen to the ITC community who are still using old school copper wire, uh, which when Listen, folks, when, when they were setting up radio back in the day, and CBS, I believe, was one of the first, or NBC, I always get these confused, um, they were building radio sets to start doing broadcasting radio to, to the American people. This was a brand new thing. And so here you have these engineers getting ready to set up uh, uh, these studios, and they got copper wiring you know, for these sets in order to uh, receive and transmit, right? Well, they, they started picking up all these weird voices and all this stuff that... You know, and you, you, you listen to this, and it, this is out there in print. You can read about this. And, you know, there are no I'm other radio right stations. Now. So who the hell who the hell would they who the um, hell would they picking up? I was going to order so, some pizza and some wings. Yeah, yeah okay. Pizza and wings sounds good. It does, doesn't it? It does. Um, so, you know, I guess I'm going round, roundabout. I'm getting off track here, which I normally do, you know, big dog, shiny things. Um, dude, that's so, totally that's totally me. By the way, I'm the one that's always like squirrel and off yeah. to something completely well, different. I, I want Shane to speak on that too, because like I said, you know, there's 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 reality to what you can do and not do. I think with some of the things that that we do as groups, and like you said, there's so many people that just they keep sending, they still sending me these orbs. Now listen. <laughs> I am a friend. I, I, I am a friend of Dr. Michael Lynch, and Michael Lynch has an explanation about what he thinks you know the real orbs are. Because I think I do believe there's a percentage that are unexplained. Okay, I'm not yeah, saying absolutely. every one of them absolutely. is something that that's not real. Yes. But I all the stuff that you and I get sent, we're just like, you know, if I had hair, I'd be pulling it out, dude. Mm-hmm. And that's literally that's basically what that's basically what what where I'm at is. I, I'm glad to be the go-to person for when people a lot of times, especially around the Fort Wayne area, like, oh my God, look at this picture I took. And, you know, but after a while, you see, here's the thing, you get approached by those people, and Dan, you'll understand this exactly as I explain this. No matter what you tell that person, they're going to argue with you. Absolutely. With the fact that they captured it, they were there, it's paranormal. And so you get to the point to where you honestly go, then why in the hell did you contact me and ask for my, for my opinion? Yeah, if you're really ask for my opinion if you're not you going to use it. Why did you just waste an hour and a half of, of my time? <coughs> yep. You know, with this stuff. Yeah, and it gets Shane, frustrating. Shane made a good point. You, you get burned yeah. out. You really do. Yeah, good good point, Shane. Yeah, if you're going to ask my opinion and not use it no, then why I ask it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we've often said, you know, if you're going to ask us something, you may not like my answer. And yeah. I break down things. I'm not just outright rude to them immediately. There's That takes about one or two exchanges. But I, I ask a series of questions, especially with photographs. Like, I need to know what camera you're using. How far away are you when you're taking this photo? What are the weather conditions? Are you indoors? Are you outdoors? Uh, was there air conditioning running? 
there's a 15-foot rule with digital photography. Let me tell you why that is. If you don't believe me, you can go Google on Sony uh, cameras, and it'll give you the rundown of why cameras do what they do and what they don't do. Right. I've taken right. black and white photography. I've used 35-millimeter cameras. Listen, I, I know a little bit about what I'm talking about here. Uh, as far as some of the newer stuff, no, I'm still learning. But as far as regular photography, I, I know that, that there are outside things that can make you think you've captured something that just is not, you know, that's paranormal and it's not. Um, and like you said, you, these people ask for our opinions, but then, you know, they don't, they don't want them uh, when we give them. Yeah. So it's, and I, it's, and I, and I, and I still, I here. still wish that there was a, still wish there was what's, a, what's a, that Jen? You're not telling them what they want to hear. Oh, I know. Right. right. Correct. Right. She's right. You know, I, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of want to know what they think it is. And when you're not telling them back what they want to hear, then they dismiss you. They want it to be real so badly. And that, right. and a part of that is, is the fact that for the last 15 years, paranormal has been literally shoved down everybody's throats. I mean, it's. It's become I, pretty trendy too. Like everybody wants to be like a paranormal. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's, I, yeah. I know, I know that uh, J Jason was. And everybody can move shit with their mind. And Sorry. Like, yeah. Like cool to be like. Well, well, Jason had done a couple of shows on and off over a couple of years. I when I was catching some things that you when you would come on, and of course, Firelands. You've brought this up on your podcast that you know there was a point where we were all thinking, well, it's kind of you know if everybody can see me, the paranormal was kind of doing this downdraft. You know, the popularity had peaked with Taps. They went off sci-fi. Now it's going on the down. Well, we could we couldn't have been more wrong because Destination America and a few other things that were on the outskirts there, A and E wasn't going to let this die. Um, and so, you know, new shows came along and utterly ridiculous things came along and it's kind of stayed at this peak and now we're back, we're back up. It's on the rise again. And I think the paracons is, is and I want to caution people, like I said, I'm not telling you to stay away from people's things because I don't want you to do that folks. Okay. But be, be, be aware of, of the ones that you're attending, you know, um, what I noticed too, uh, in talking with Jason and, and Shane and, and uh, Jen, I've talked with Jen about this too, uh, her being new to, to the field, you know, with the stuff is that um, they've turned into like para circuses and you'll have, you'll have a lot of people. And, and yes. I'm, I, I was part of this too. You know, when I was coming out and being asked to come and speak with John Tenney and stuff at certain events, I kept, I always felt weird about that. Cause I thought, Oh, and big dog, big dog Holroyd from SMP is going to be there. And I'd laugh. I'd be like, I am nobody. They're going to get there and like, who? Right. Dan? right. Then they right. know John because John's <clears throat> done the circuit. He's been around, you know. And so what you see more of, of now, now I can I can really sit in, in the other side of the chair and say, well, you know, now I get kind of what I was laughing at myself about was you have people that are up and coming like, oh, you know, world renowned psychic uh Ray Stevens. And you're like, who? I don't I, and he's in my town he's in my town or he's in Michigan and I'm like I don't yeah. know who that guy is. Yeah. Um and they go to these things and they they turn themselves into superstars and then you know they bring in people and they charge money. So I think that's cool in the sense now, here's here's where I got to explain this. It's cool in a sense because you get to go out and you're, you're still meeting some people who are into the paranormal. And you can again, you got to take the good, the bad and the ugly and you got to formulate some common sense out of all these people you meet. And you'll meet good groups and bad groups and good speakers and psychics. And there's a ton of, like you said, a ton of psychics, mediums, all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but then some of them have turned into, well, 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 as long as we get all the TV people in here. Now, Jason 
you can, I want you to speak to this. We've done events, and we know that the reason that we've had TV people at our events, I've had paranormal cops at one of mine. You've had people at yours. You know, you're good friends with Keith Age. Keith has is a name. He's known. Um, we do that because we know it's going to bring bodies to the door. I mean, I'm right. just going to be honest. We do They're that because we bring... Right. We, we bring, yeah. we're going to bring in people to, to our event because we, we, we want to make some money on our event to, to abuse with whatever we're going to do it for a charity or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm cool with that. But like I said, there's a lot of them that you get some of these guests and I see some of the people that they're, they're constantly having at these events. And I'm like, well, how many times can you go see the same person tell the same story, but then change the parameters of the story. And then you're, not, you're still not getting right. wise to the fact that this is, these are TV personality people. These, some of these people are actors. They're not actual. I don't think that they really produce anything that's, that's yeah, and that's, that's or hard if for they, to say. Or if they were a quality investigator, they threw quality straight out the window once they had to, they signed on to a network contract. And we know yeah. that right off the bat, that number one thing when you're working with networks is, is that they reserve the right to make anything that you, that you, pro, that you produce entertainment for entertainment right. purposes, and they automatically right. own the rights to it. So you're kind of screwed. Once My you, personal experience with those TV things is much like wrestling in the 80s. Oh, yeah. WWE. Yeah. It's just a bunch of fake crap. It's kind of like <laughs> the team that I was I, on when you I met love this me. girl. They just drum this shit up so that they got some drama for the camera, and it's just all a bunch of fake crap. <laughs> yep, it's not I, being script. I love it. I, yeah, I love that girl. It's because J Jason and I both caught hell. I remember a couple of years back saying stuff because I made a comment one time doing a lecture <laughs> at this Chinese restaurant. And I said, well, what I, unfortunately, what I I don't know if he remembers this or not. So I do. That was um, a great so, place. And it was like deer in the headlights because. I'm talking about things, and, and then when it comes to people, questions from the people in the audience, it's all about these places that are local to them. And I'm like, yeah. why would I know that? I'm from Kalamazoo. Right. But <laughs> what was funny was is that I remember saying, said, well, what the paranormal has turned into, and I remember saying this, and I said, now, before I say this, I want everybody to know that I live in a manufactured home park or a trailer park, okay? Uh, what it's turned into is that the majority of you are out here are the same people who watch the wrestling and you're, you are the trailer park fans. And man, I thought, <laughs> holy hell, there were people that the day after, that's the only yes. thing they heard. And I got all this hate mail oh, on my Facebook man. stuff and Deb's like, what the hell did you say? You and I said, well, you know what makes people ugh. angry the fastest? Do you know how to make someone angry the fastest? Tell them a truth they don't want to hear. Right. She's got it right. That girl. Got it right. She got it. Tell them a truth yeah. they don't want to hear. They're instantly <clears throat> pissed off. So the only reason why you caught a bunch of flack is because you struck a nub, Danny boy. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I used to do that with a lot of people who start fires. We, yeah, we've both we've both started a lot of fires. Scientists, <laughs> religion fires, <laughs> hater fires. I mean, just. Well, well, listen, I, I don't I don't have a lot more time on with you guys tonight, just so that you know. So we're going to have to close this up soon. But no, I no, we're good. I'm I definitely want to come back on again because, you know, you and I have done two hour shows our entire time that we've been. He can't stop thinking about the wings. Yeah, he's got foods, but he's, he's got, got wings yeah. on the brain. I, I had. Well, he does. I, he, I have, Jason does. I, I have I have yeah. I have natives. I have to feed natives, yeah, natives. restless natives. Yeah. <laughs> Like myself. I there mean, you go. I'm, I'm well, hot. I was hot off the time clock when I jumped on here. 
Yes, he is. He's a hardworking man. All of you guys are. Um, so that's that is a date. We will come back and do a part two to this series. We'll call this the ins and outs of, of the paranormal field. That's what we'll we'll title this. I want to thank you for being with me. I know we never get to everything we want to discuss on here because because I but I think that I think that the raw <laughs> and the negative stuff has to be discussed. I think everybody still steers away from that. And yeah, they do. It should be it should be talked about. And yeah, we can still be. you see how we laugh about a lot of it. Like I said, there's there's a lot of crazy out here, and we deal with a lot of it in this field. And uh, but thanks for being on with me, Shane. Thanks for yeah, coming no in. Uh, and Jen, thanks for being here. It's been far too long since we've done an SMP show, huh? I know. You guys, you guys are something you guys are freaking <laughs> awesome and like always dan um your co-host like you you you've you always pick very good people to have around you um i i, I like shane and i like jennifer a lot so as soon as you want to put this with us as I, you know what you come to fort wayne i'll buy your wings okay? hey let me tell you something darling i used to live in fort in fremont Okay, well, you know what? That's uh, I'm going to be there tomorrow morning. As well. That explains a lot. Well, friend yeah. that lives in Fort Wayne. I'm going to be yeah. in Fremont working tomorrow morning at uh, at six a.m. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm in the Carolinas and it's warm here, and I'm going to dash tomorrow. Yeah, and don't talk that shit. Weekend, right? No, how dare, how dare you swear on this program telling us we got nice weather? What's the matter with yeah, you? Yeah, that's just rude. <laughs> don't be rude. Don't be rude. Yeah, don't be rude. What's I would love to have y'all come down here. There is a place in Charleston, South Carolina called the City Jail. Y'all need to look that thing up. I was in there on a tour. Um, they used to do Friday and Saturday night normal investigations that you could come and pay and be a part of this investigation. Let me tell you something. I was standing in that jail and that place is a freaking loaded uh, if you and can't they didn't keep you? evidence you need in that place i don't know what to tell you all right well, okay we got the lowdown on the jail and, and trust me i'm no i'm no stranger to being in a jail Road no, trip. No, no. Yeah, me either Road trip to the carolinas you didn't live yeah. longer than, than two weeks in this jail because they beat you and where they had you chained is where you pooped and where you ate and you didn't and then they beat you and opened up gashes you didn't live a month in this place there was no running water it was um and there was probably five thousand people housed in a, in a in a in an area that only housed like 300 it's crazy haunted whatever you're crazy. talking about my you're talking about my childhood whatever <laughs> what I kid. I'm kidding. All right, everybody. <laughs> Jason Snyder, thank you for being here with us as always. And man, tell everybody where they on. can find your podcast, man. Well, uh, you, can, you guys can check out the Firelands podcast on Facebook. We do have a Facebook page. We do have a YouTube channel. Um, I believe it's called um, the FirePod channel. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, um, Spotify. We're kind of all over the place, and we're still looking to a few other places. Uh, we do uh, we do an episode on a podcast about once a month right now. TJ and I are both company owners, so we're really really busy. Um, but yeah, come on over and check it out. Um, you know, we talk about all kinds of interesting things from UFOs to government conspiracies to missing persons, serial killers, hauntings, conspiracies, boy. We really get into it. So, um, you know, so check it out. We do have a lot of good guests coming up. And uh, I do thank you guys for having me on the show tonight. So you guys, have, uh, you guys have been awesome. Dan, as always, you're a gracious host. And uh, let's um, let's not wait too long. Let's go ahead and turn around and put something in the books here in the next. No, we will. We will. We'll, sounds good. We'll, to me. we'll do we'll do part two here very soon. Yeah, and I'd like uh, to have you back on as well. So 
Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun because uh, we never have enough time to get into the nitty gritty. But uh, th- everybody, thanks for listening. You've been with us here on the SMP Paranormal Show right here on the Michigan Podcast Network. Now, I Michigan 69 Podcast Network. I do want to remind everybody they can also. Yeah, 69 is important. Trust me. Um, and you can find the Firelands Podcast over there on that, that network. Uh, they got their own. Nobody's uh, going here after the 69. That's all their stuff. Right, right. Yeah. That's all they hear. Give give them a click. Give them a click on their page. Go see what they got. I'll get his newest uh, episode up. I know that you had a, a young lady on here, your last uh, podcast. I will work on that in the next couple of days. We'll have your newest one up there, but you can see some of their older podcasts. Uh, we also have the Sullivan Vortex. That is our memorial to our friend Jason Sullivan, and you will find a lot of uh, Paranormal 101 and some of the Midwest haunts to Jason. Just a, He's going to be sorely missed, but never forgotten. And uh, you can also hear us here Sunday nights, unrestrictedradio.com. And I forgot to mention, I'm wearing the hat, you know, one of our sponsors, which is Gun Barrel Coffee, okay? You've you've had the rest, drink the best, gunbarrelcoffee.com. It's owned, uh, roasted, and, and uh, put together by veterans and proceeds from the sales of the coffee and other items uh, at, with the guys go out to veterans, as well as hendersoncastle.com. Go give them a look. All right, we'll see all of you out here on the other side of the veil next time on the SMP Paranormal Show. Guys, thanks for being here. We'll see you soon.